Hello, hello, gorgeous souls. We are here with another episode of Heart and Soul. And today we talk about sleep. Sleep is an important topic because without sleep, we are not rested. Without enough sleep or always disrupted sleep, we can get very stressed and it's unhealthy not to sleep enough. So how many hours do you need to sleep each night, Janet, to feel good? I used to be a really bad sleeper. So now that I'm recovering from insomnia, um, I would probably, on a good night, it would be seven, possibly even eight hours on a really good night. Um, but seven, and I'm good. Um, before that, when I really wasn't sleeping, it was never a good restful night's sleep. It was very broken up. I would be up in the middle of the night. Yeah. And I never felt rested. Whereas even this morning, I had to get up a little bit earlier because my husband and I had to leave him to the train. He was going up to London today. So it was the alarm went off at half past five this morning. And it did wake me up out of his sleep, I must admit. But then I felt that I, because I went to bed at 10 o'clock last night, so I still had a good night's sleep. So I've been, I'm, I feel fine. I absolutely feel fine. What about you, Caroline? Yeah, I would say about eight hours is really good for me. And of course, during my life, I had, I mean, I had three children, you know, you get up every hour, every other hour, you really have disrupted sleep, you feel tired all day. I mean, it's so much about the change motherhood brings as well, but you just sort of get through it. And only when you can sleep through the night again, and then one of the kids or all three of them one after the other, of course, got sick and you had disrupted nights again, you really realize how tiring it is. I think while you're in it, you never realize it because you just you just keep going. That's sort of everything. And yeah, recently with going through menopause, you know, with night sweats, it was really bad as well. And then during the day, I had this brain fog and couldn't focus and truly realized how important sleep is and a good night's rest and we carry so much into our bed it's so important to have maybe a bedtime ritual like you do with children you know to to message your body that it's time for rest so you can get into bed and have a have a restorative sleep because otherwise you're still out there in your thoughts or things are going on and yeah it's not healthy I mean we all know how stress our heightened cortisol levels really really um, take an impact on on our life and health Exactly. And I think you're absolutely right. The adrenaline glands, if they're sort of on hyper all the time and you've got all of those pump, hormones pumping through your body when you're on high alert, it's very hard to turn that off to get a good night's sleep. 
So there are some tips that we're going to share with our, our listeners, our viewers. Um, what would be your top tip to help someone to start that promoting good, healthy night's sleep? Yeah, my top tip is always to clear your energy. It's like taking an energetic shower to really let go of whatever happened during that day. And then you can go to bed like completely refreshed. It's sort of, yeah, maybe also like putting up, just calming your system and uh, closing your blinds and be ready to sleep. What's yours, Janet? be quite honest that's that's one of the things I find for me it was very much my mental my brain just would be overactive and it would not shut down and when I'm like that I, I there's just no hope of me sleeping so I have learned now I have sort of like a routine that I go through to prepare myself for sleeping and there'd be things like I would have like a chamomile tea um, I would have our dinner meal at, before seven o'clock so that I have a, a sort of, if I go to bed at 10, that's three hours without food. So that I'm not going with a full stomach because that also can, can interrupt your sleep. Uh, for, the bus, for my busy mind, I would write things down, a list of things that I know I need to be to do like the following day or things that are on my mind. If I kind of write it down, it's almost like it's taking it out and putting it somewhere that I'm not going to forget. And it kind of gives it that space then and quietens that down. Um, I mean, what are what are some of the other things that, that you would do to prepare for bed? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, with clearing my energy, I also think feel like coming back to my heart out of my mind and what I have is a sheet of paper and a pen next to my bed because sometimes you are in bed or wake up and then you have the greatest ideas and then you think oh I can't I shouldn't forget that I re need to remind that and then of course you can't sleep so just <laughs> note it down and then like you it's out you can relax and and go there and yeah, it's having that routine, maybe reading a little bit before you go to bed, but sort of unwinding maybe an hour, 45 minutes before you go to bed. You know, we all have our routine, like, I don't know, um, having a, yeah, a warm tea is always really good, brushing our teeth or getting into our PJs and and getting into bed, reading or listening to some relaxing music, anything that truly soothes our mind and our body, you know, maybe turning down the lights already half an hour before you go to sleep. And, and another thing I, I did, sometimes when you have to go to the toilet during the night, I don't put on any lights because that then then Wait. I'm wide awake and I can't fall back asleep. So really dimming down the lights, having comfort, maybe even a candle or some aroma oils. I love that, you know, a little lavender or something that really soothes you on, on all levels. 
Exactly. I mean, for me, it was about also creating this space that a comfortable, safe, for me, it was also about the safe thing is creating that little sort of sanctuary that I want to crawl into my bed and I want to sleep. And exactly things like, you know, hygiene as a sort of changing your bed regularly because I love freshly laundered and yes I am one of those people that irons everything um but I love it it, it you know really I, I can't explain it. I just really love it and like you said spray I have a little spray that is like a lavender um relaxing and again that sort of scent also then when I'm going to bed I think oh you know what it triggers all of those sort of calming responses that you know it's bedtime um, also, one key thing I think that, you know, certainly most people are really guilty of is being on your phone or on blue light up until you go to bed. That means that your brain is completely wired and it's very hard then to get to sleep. So, you know, put that phone away, put all of the, you know, blue light stuff away, um, like a, over an hour if you can before you go to bed so that you allow your mind that sort of to quiet and down. Would you agree? Um, yeah, about the blue light. I am guilty of reading on my iPad with the Kindle app. Actually, that's how I fall asleep. You know, I lie on my side and my iPad is sort of there in front of me sitting or next to the pillow next to me and then I just read and then all of a sudden I doze off and um, maybe because it's such such an old iPad I have it doesn't affect me but of course the brightness is where on the really lowest point and okay. yeah and it's just yeah I fall asleep reading or sometimes I realize oh I'm getting tired and then I just put it away but I'm not this is just reading I mean, I think if you're Not then scrolling. on Facebook or scrolling or something, then you're more active, you're more stressed. Yes, yeah. But just, just reading. And because the great thing is I don't need lights to read with my iPad, you know, otherwise you then have to turn off your nightstand. To, it's all these kind of things. But yeah, definitely, definitely be aware of those blue lights for everyone, even watching TV, you know, till you go to bed or in your bed so it's it's all these kind of things just to learn to be aware of and another thing is um alcohol you know I used to have a glass of wine at night or so but I stopped that I mean you fall asleep easier but you don't sleep through the night mm -hmm. so well you get up you have night sweats and and or then sort of really awake so just something to try out I don't say you have to abstain from any drinks but just just see maybe if you had a glass of wine and another night not just just observe how your sleep patterns works and one thing that really I wasn't aware of till about five, six times, and then I, I got it. It was, I woke up in the middle of the night, absolutely fearful. And I thought, what's going on? You know, it's really... And then the next day I read that there was an earthquake somewhere on 
around the world. And it happened a couple of times and I thought, oh. And then I realized I wake up when there is an earthquake and I probably channel the fear of the people. It comes here. And that helped me to just breathe through it and release that fear of the world to just clear that and saying it has nothing to do with me. I'm just here to transmute that. And I think we are so often so talking down on us, sort of like, why didn't I sleep? What did I do wrong? Um, Oh, maybe I forgot to do this 10 things before bed. So that's why I didn't sleep well. So just another reminder to be absolutely compassionate with yourself. And it happens. It happens to the best of us. Sometimes we just don't sleep well. And there is no reason for it. Just accept it, get on with it, and allow next night to be different. I think that's the thing is when you suffer with chronic insomnia, you build up this fear of going to bed. Because I know that that's how I was getting to the point of like, I just, even before going to bed, it was like, I was already thinking, oh, I'm going to be awake. I've got a busy day tomorrow. I'm not going to get sleep. And it was that negative talk. And I read a lovely little um, book about actually bedtime stories. And it was a lovely sort of way of using like NLP to reprogram that. And so it's about creating that lovely cozy space that you want to go and spend time in and you prepare it and you have this sort of mental, oh, I can't wait to go to bed because I sleep so well. And it is reprogramming yourself to really sort of believe and you will get that get to that point where you're having a good night's sleep and I think that's that was also changing your your negative talk about sleep mm-hmm. because that's yeah true. you're right when when you're constantly every night you can't sleep and you you're telling yourself before you even go I'm not going to sleep it's it has that effect so switch that around and tell yourself a good pet bedtime story Definitely, definitely. And um, also, you deserve a good night's sleep. Sometimes people then have a story of, oh, maybe I didn't do enough, or maybe I'm not worthy, or whatever else. And then they feel like, oh, they are not deserving of a good night's sleep, or whatever. You know, we can have all those different kind of thought patterns. And Like you said, a healthy bedroom, you know, with nice temperature, with nice linens, with clear air, also air, maybe the bedroom before you go to bed and and make it a sanctuary. And I read many years ago also that don't work in bed or do other things in your bedroom. Keep it the sanctuary for sleep because our body adjust to that if you constantly work on your laptop in your bed then it's sort of like you're in work mode when you go to bed instead of sleep mode 
So just be extra gentle or use crystals also around your bed. And like you said, a safe space, because if you're afraid of someone climbing in my window or is the door locked or whatever else, you can't rest because we are we feel vulnerable when we sleep, you know. Exactly. And it is about creating that. For me, it was um, important to have a place that I feel very safe in. I feel cozy. I mean, I am one of these people that completely cocoons myself in the duvet, which drives my husband crazy because he he's he's basically out at this time of the year in the summer he doesn't even want anything near him and I'm like it's like over my head and he's going how do you even breathe and I'm going I I can't sleep without something it just is me that I just need that tucked around me and you know even sort of getting the right where you lie for example I do lie on my side it's making sure the pillows are the right height there's a lot of adjustments and if you're if your bed your mattress actually needs to be replaced every seven years people don't realize that and some people have a mattress for forever but actually because of for different sanitary reasons and also it, it depends on the type of mattress you have sometimes it creates that sort of like thing and the spring if you have a sprung mattress they can compress and again that could also be impacting you not having a good night's sleep because you're not being your lumbar spine is not being supported properly so there's there is a lot of aspects it's like the princess and the pea isn't it (laughs) that that story of like if you're not comfortable absolutely if it's not comfortable or noises are disturbing you so invest in good earplugs I know many have maybe snoring husbands or a noisy background if the window is open. I always have to adjust in spring when I open the window, you you get the outside noise and allow yourself to adjust that and be extra gentle sleep. Sleep is important, you know, I mean, uh, sleep deprivation has many, many side effects on our health and well-being and mental well-being as well absolutely Mm -hmm. so yes I mean we all need sleep and what an interest I did look up before we we did this podcast 30 percent of the world there are people suffering with chronic insomnia and I know when I lived in America, it was a major thing in America. And the number of people who had to take quite strong medication to sleep. But then it leaves you very not clear headed in the morning. And I find that really quite shocking that so many people were on medication. I mean, obviously, there's times you may need to take that just to just to, to manage. But there is something about it. This is a natural process. We all need to sleep. Our body needs it. Our mind needs it. There's functions that happen when we we sleep. And it is something that, you know, you can learn. (laughs) You retrain yourself to be able to sleep. And hopefully some of our, our tips will help you to get there. Yeah, definitely. And I would venture out and say, most sleep deprivation is in the industrial world you know because it's more stressful it's it's definitely linked to stress so find 
calming, soothing things to do throughout the day, you know, not just the hour before you go to bed. Release stress, yeah. bring down that stress level and do it for you. Absolutely. Helps you shine. And if you're listening to this podcast in the evening, I wish you a good night's rest. Same to you. Yes, have a good night's sleep. Anything more, Jen? Uh, Janet is good. No, I think that's sort of some of the key tips. I mean, obviously, you know, there's plenty of information out there on, on the internet if you want to search. But hopefully it's just about reconnecting with yourself and working to to improve the quality of your sleep because it is so important to you yes it is essential so thank you so much for listening or viewing this episode and next week next episode is about acceptance thank you so much love and light blessings